so if you have your Bible, could you please turn with me to um, the book of Luke? That's where we're going to be. And uh, I'll use the screen behind me to kind of show like some different pictures and verses and things like that if you need them. Um, but we're going to be in the book of Luke today and, um, and just kind of do Bible study. This was supposed to be more like a sermon, but I'll just kind of treat it like a Bible study. And if you, yeah, it's cool. And if you have any like questions or stuff like that, you can uh, just feel free to ask and um, we can interact like that. So you don't have to feel like you got to be totally silent. You can just interrupt me. I'm going to also ask that you can, if you would just keep the chat right now, the chat box to our Bible study time. So you can put stuff in the chat, but for like the next 15 minutes, let's try to make it like only about our Bible study time. And then after that, we can keep using the chat for some different things like that. Is that good? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So we're going to be in the book of Luke today, Luke chapter 14, and we are going to start a series called uh, Parables, and this series called Parables is going to be about the different stories that Jesus told um, throughout his uh, ministry, throughout his life and time um, in, uh, in the Bible. So uh, if, you're, if you've got your your uh, Bibles. We're going to be in Luke chapter 14. We're going to go there. But I got a question for you, first of all. How many of you all like parties? Um, and I don't mean like just like partying, but parties. Parties with friends, parties with your family, stuff like that. So I really enjoy parties. Sometimes I'm a bit of a loner and just like hanging out at home by myself with my family. But I actually really do like parties. So I remember that when Hannah and I were, um, when we were newlyweds, almost 14 years ago now, or coming up to our 14th year anniversary, but 14 years ago when Hannah and I were newlyweds, I remember that one of the things that Hannah uh, found to be like really different and, and just kind of new for her were the number of parties that my family had. So we got married and it seemed like every month or every few weeks, every other week, we were having another party with family. My, I come from a big family. We all grew up down here in the valley. So we were always having parties for my grandparents, having a party for my cousin, having a party for my aunt, having a party... With a big family, it seemed like we always had birthdays to celebrate every month of the year, every occasion. And when we were newlyweds, we were getting together and having parties all the time with all of my family, all my extended family, because that's what you do when you are like part of this big Hispanic family. You get together all the time, stuff like that. That's kind of just like our culture. I don't know what the perfect party is like for you, but the perfect party for me is kind of like the picture behind me. Like I imagine the perfect party for me to be like sitting around the barbecue pit, watching your dinner cook, hanging out with family or friends, talking, laughing, with the fire pit right next to you, and the kids running around playing, going crazy outside in the backyard, and everybody just around having a good time together. That is like the ideal party for me. That's like a good party for me. And so today, in our Bible study, we are going to look at this big party that happened in the Bible. It's a story about a party. It's a story that Jesus shared about a party, and this party was called the Great Banquet. It's the parable of the, the Great Banquet. So when we finish our time today, I want you to be able to know this parable so well and also be able to even retell this parable in your very own words. So this is the parable of the great, the great uh, feast, the great um, party. So first of all, what is a parable? Well, a parable is um, a story. It's a story that teaches something. It's a story that teaches 
a spiritual lesson. So a parable is um, a story that specifically illustrates um, a, a lesson, a spiritual lesson or a moral lesson even. Uh, that's what a parable is used for. And Jesus used parables all throughout his ministry. In fact, um, Jesus taught more than 40 parables. So that's a lot of parables that Jesus used. So what if we were to take some time to finish this school year by looking at some, a few of the parables that Jesus taught. There were over 40. We're going to look at a few of them between now and the end of this school year, whenever that happens, whenever that's going to be. We don't know when the school year is going to end, but we're going to look at some of these parables. So today we're going to look at the very first parable that we're going to learn about, and it's called the parable of the great feast. It's a really cool story. So I'm going to set up the story before we actually start reading. It says that the, the story kind of goes like this. Jesus is eating at the house of a Pharisee. And it, it, in this chapter 14, it says that this Pharisee was big time. He was a ruler of Pharisees. He was like a leader of the Pharisees. So he was like big time. He wasn't um, just some nobody that nobody knew. Or he, he was a big time leader. And a Pharisee, if you don't remember, is was like a religious teacher of the law. It was like a religious teacher somebody who enforced religious tradition, an expert in the law of Moses, their ancestor. And Jesus had like a lot of run-ins with the Pharisees. They didn't like Jesus because Jesus um, wasn't about all of the traditions that they had. He was about knowing God in a personal way. And he and Jesus came for a mission. He was the Messiah. He was the one God sent. And they didn't like that. They didn't think that Jesus was the one that God sent. So he was always having run-ins with Pharisees. So he's eating at the house of this Pharisee, lead Pharisee guy, and while he's there, um, he looks around and he says to the group that's there, he says to them, when you have a party like this one that we're at right now, when you have a banquet, he tells them, don't invite the rich people, don't invite your rich neighbors, don't invite um, the rich people in the city that are going to invite you to their parties. Kind of like, imagine like a social clique where you invite people and they invite you and you only associate with them, right? The rich, the, the fancy, the prestigious people. Jesus told them, he said, why don't you go out and invite the poor people? Why don't you go out and invite the blind beggar? Why don't you go out and invite the lame beggar? Why don't you go invite somebody who, can, who has nothing to give back to you because they're poor? Why don't you invite that kind of a person to... The party so that gets us to verse 15 okay it's on the screen behind me or if you're following along in your Bible it says this it says when Jesus said this one of the people that was reclined at the table they heard him say these things and he said blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God so somebody's hearing Jesus saying why don't you invite the poor people you only invite the rich people and when when the Jesus says this the person at the party says blessed is everybody who um, blessed is everybody who comes and is at Jesus's, I'm sorry, at God's banquet, so to say. And Jesus kind of is like, before this, this story starts, before the parable starts, Jesus is kind of like, well, you want to talk about the kingdom of God? Okay, let's talk about the kingdom of God. And then Jesus launches into the story we're going to learn today, the parable of the great banquet. So the dude says, well, yeah, we should invite people to Jesus's, to God's banquet or to God's kingdom, and Jesus says, oh, you want to talk about the kingdom? Okay, I'm going to teach you something about the kingdom. So this parable today is about the kingdom of God. So it's going to be in verse 16. It'll be on the screen behind me, but I promise you that if you're following along in your Bible, that you will, um, that you will 
totally be able to engage in this better. So if you have your Bible, go to uh, Luke chapter 14. We're going to start with verse 16. And this is what Jesus said. This is the parable, the story right here. It says this, But Jesus said to them, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many people to that banquet. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. I'm going to go through the whole story, then we'll come back. But they all alike began to make excuses. First, the first said to him, I've just bought a field and I have to go out and see the field. Please have me excused. The other said to him, um, sorry, let me go back. The other, um, sorry, we got some verses skipped here. Um, the other said, I bought five oxen, a yoke of oxen, sorry, that's more than five, that's ten oxen. I bought like five yoke of oxen and I got to go see my oxen, so please have me excused from the banquet that the, that the guy invited me to. The other said, I have just uh, gotten married, I just got married, how can I leave and please excuse me from the banquet. It says, verse 21, that's where I'm at, it says, so the servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets, to the lanes, to the streets of the city, and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the servant said to him, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, but there's still room at the party. There's still extra room. So then it says that, the master said to the servant, go out to the highways, go out to the hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, no, sorry, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Okay, so we are going to kind of retell this story. First of all, there's a man. The man in the story is the master. And the master, the man, he throws a banquet. It is a huge banquet. It is a grand banquet. And he sends out invitations. Back then it was customary, just like today, that they'd send out invitations. And back then, just like today, they would get RSVPs. In other words, yeah, I'm going to the party, right? And so the master, the master of this banquet, the, the, the man, he prepares the banquet. He prepares the party. He prepares the food and everything that's going to go with it. And then after that, after he's got everything ready for this banquet, then he sends his servant out. And he sends his servant to go pick up the people that he invited to this banquet. And, uh, you know, not like today, like in the picture behind me where you get like limousine service where like somebody goes and picks you up in a limo and drives you, right? That, not quite like that, but back then it was also customary that if you got invited to a big banquet like this, that that person's servant would go to your house and escort you to the party. And so the master tells his servant, go to the party guests that have RSVP'd and tell them that the banquet is ready. Food is ready. We're ready for everybody. So go ahead and come to the banquet. We're ready to receive them. And so the servant, he goes out in this story and he goes to his invited guests, right? And the invited guests have all these excuses about why they couldn't go. So the first excuse that they, that the, that the one of the guests gave, the first guest said, well, I just bought this new field and I can't, I can't go, I can't go to the party that you invited me to after all, because I just bought this new piece of land. It costs a lot of money. I got to go see the land that I just bought. So please tell the master that uh, I can't go to the party. Thank you so much for inviting me. So the second guest that was invited was this guy who said, well, I can't go after all 
because I just bought five yoke of oxen. So like, what is a yoke? You're like, a yoke, like an egg yoke? No, not like that. A yoke is like the picture behind me and it's that piece of wood that connected two oxen together. So you tie the yoke around the oxen. So he's got five yoke of oxen. That would be 10 new oxen. And he tells the servant, hey, I can't go to the master's party. I appreciate the invitation, but I'm, I can't go because I just bought 10 oxen and I've got to go check out my new, I got to go check out my new oxen. I, I'm so excited about seeing my new oxen. So I can't go to the party after all. So please, please go tell mom, I'm sorry. Then there's one more servant. I mean, one more guest that was invited in the story. And in this, um, in this story, the third guest is the, a guy who's just gotten married. And he said, Hey, I just got married. I, I know I got invited to the master's party and I can't go after all. I'm just got married. I can't leave. I'm super happy at home. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Please tell the master, uh, thank you for inviting me, but I am not going anywhere. And all these excuses aren't necessarily like bad excuses. Um, they're all like good things, right? Like it's good to stay with your wife at home. It's good to um, check on the things that you buy and take care of your land or whatever. Like they're all like excuses and they're not necessarily, necessarily like bad excuses. But like the problem here is that every one of these guests that were invited that that excuse themselves and, and like rejected going to the banquet, what they're basically saying is this, what I need to do right now is more important than going and being a part of the banquet. What I wanna do right now is more important to me, I love it more, I'm more attached to it than I am going to the banquet. So they totally didn't get the banquet. They didn't get what the banquet was about or why the banquet was important or why the banquet was maybe even better than the land they just bought or why the banquet was better than the oxen that he just bought, right? So they reject it and they say, I'm sorry, like I, I have other things that are more important that I wanna do instead. And so the, the servant comes back home and he tells his master, hey master, um, all the guests that we invited that said they were coming, they're not coming after all. And can you imagine what the master might have said in the story? What are they doing? Why did they change their mind? And he tells, the servant tells the master, well, one of them bought some new land. The other had some oxen that they needed to go check on. And then the other one got married and wants to stay home with his wife for some reason. But they're just not going anywhere. And the master's like, they're missing, what are they, how could they be doing this? They're missing out on this great banquet that we've prepared for them. And so the master says, well, this isn't going to go to waste. We're not going to, we're not going to let this um, go to waste. And so he tells his, um, he tells his servant, go back out into the streets. And this time, I, I don't want you to go to our rich neighbors. I want you to go to the poor people. I want you to go to the, the poor, the blind. And, and you got to understand like being blind today isn't, wasn't, isn't like being blind back then, right? Today, if you're blind, you can still learn how to read, you can get an education, you can have a job, you can do a lot of things today if you're blind, right? Uh, back then, if you were blind or you couldn't walk or things like that, you were pretty much destitute and it meant that you were probably going to sit on the side of the road and beg and that's how you were going to provide your, for yourself back then. And so Jesus tells, I'm sorry, the master tells the servant, go and invite the poor person, the one begging in the streets, we're going to fill this party with people that would have never gotten an invitation to a party. And so the servant goes out and invites all these people into the party. And then the servant goes to the master and says, Master, we've got all the people from the streets at the party, but we still have room. So what do you want us to do? 
the master says in, this, in the verses we read, the master says, go back out, but this time don't go into the streets of the city. Go outside the city, like the highway where that connects city to city, town to town. Go out there where there are people that are um, unknown. We don't know who they are. They're not part of our city. They're, they're outsiders for sure of our city. And go invite them to come to the banquet. And so the servant's like, well, you want me to go outside the city to find people that are totally unknown and invite them to a party with somebody they've never even met before. And the master's like, yes, we got to fill this party up. So the servant goes and he fills the party up. And there's so many really cool things that we could learn about this story. One of the things that really hits me is that Jesus says, I'm going to fill this. Uh, the master says, I'm going to fill up this banquet, this party. But the ones that I invited that rejected me, they're never going to get to experience how good this party was and how good this party could have been for them. They're, 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 they've missed out and they're always going to miss out. And that kind of hits me really hard. The ones that really got to enjoy this invitation were the poor. They're the ones that were rejected, the ones that felt alone, the ones that felt like outcasts, the ones that felt like outsiders. They were the ones that got to experience this crazy, amazing party. You can't really tell in the picture behind me. It's a little bit blurry maybe. But this picture behind me is a picture of a homeless guy that is stepping out of a fancy um, car. And I just found this picture because I thought it was perfect. It was like, I'm going to go get you. You're homeless and I'm going to bring you to the party. That's exactly what was happening in this story right here. Okay, so we're almost at the end of our time. So what does this story kind of teach us? Well, a um, few things that we need to know, okay? So um, first of all, we need to know that in this story, in this parable the, that teaches us something, that Jesus used a parable, right? So in this story, um, the master is God. God is the master in this story. So if we have to try to figure out who the characters are in this story, in this story, the master is God. And the banquet, the party, the banquet represents the kingdom of God or heaven even. So. God is the master in this story that's inviting the guests. Um, the, um, the banquet is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is like a fancy way to say people who've surrendered their life to Christ and they belong to God and walk in a relationship with God. So if you are in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and you are a part of God's kingdom, you belong to God's kingdom. So not everybody is a part of God's kingdom. Not everybody is considered a child of God. We're created by God. We're not all part of God's kingdom. God's kingdom are those that have surrendered their life to God through Christ, through Christ Jesus. So the master is God. The banquet or the party is the kingdom of God. And so what, that, what this means is that then the guests in this story, all the guests in the story are being invited to be part of the banquet, to be a part of the kingdom of God. That's what the whole story is about. And so this teaches us a few things. The first thing that it teaches us is that God has invited people to be part of his kingdom. God wants people to know him. God wants people to be part of his kingdom. To, to walk in, in connection to God, in relationship with God. And so can you imagine what it, what it would have been like if this banquet that we learned about today, can you imagine like the master of the, of the house, the master, this rich master, he's inviting homeless people, beggars into his house to eat with him. And those beggars are going to walk away saying, I know this guy, this master. I, I, 
he invited me to his house and I had food with him and hung out with him all night long and we had this great party together. That's kind of what it's like. Jesus um, invites us to be part of God's kingdom so that we could know the master. And God is the master. He wants people to, to know him. So God invites people into his kingdom to know him, to know him personally, to walk in a relationship with him. And, and that's a really amazing thing that he invites people to be a part of his kingdom. But here's the second thing that it teaches us. This story also teaches us that God will be rejected by people. That there will be people that will hear God's invitation to come to the banquet, to come to the party, and they will reject what, that invitation. They will say, no, nah, I don't really want to be a part of the party. I don't really want to be part of um, God's kingdom, and um, I'm just not interested. I have other things that I love more than God. I have other things that I'm more attached to than whatever you're talking about about God. I could really care less about, about this thing you're talking about, so no, thank you. I don't really want to be a part of that. So there will always be people that will reject, that are going to reject God's um, invitation to be part of His kingdom, and that's really sad. The people in this story that chose some of the things that they um, did are uh, people who um, totally missed out 100% on this amazing banquet that the master was throwing. And it's so sad that in our world today that there will be people that will reject God. They'll reject God's love. They'll reject God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ. They'll reject all of that. So, um, And they will love other things more than God. So that's the second thing that this teaches us that while God invites us, there also are also going to be people that reject God. So the third thing is this. The third thing is that God will accept those who see and admit their need for Him. So like, can you imagine the, the beggar in the street that got invited to the party in this story? That beggar is not going to be like, well, no thank you. I don't really need that invitation. I'm not interested. Oh, there's going to be free food there. No thanks. I'm not, I don't really want that. No. The beggar in this story is able to see how much they need something, how much they need help, how much they need help from all the brokenness that they're in. The blind person that was left on the side of the road begging in this story, when the servant comes and says, hey, you want to go to a party with my master? He's got this crazy, amazing party prepared for you. You want to come? The blind person isn't going to say, oh, no, thank you. I really need to stay here and, and keep begging. That, that'd be crazy. Instead, the, the, the beggar and the poor person in this story are like, I desperately, I absolutely want to go to the party. They're able to see how much they need God, how much they need help. And so this story also teaches us that God accepts people into his kingdom that say, I really need God. I desperately need God. I'm broken. My heart is broken. I've been in sin and I need God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Those are the ones that become part of God's kingdom. They're the ones that get to walk in fellowship with God. It's the people that say, I desperately need, I need to be in a relationship with God. And there's nothing that is better than God. There isn't any possession or anything that is better than God. I desperately need God. And that's kind of another thing in this story. So I'm going to end by just asking you this. Who are you in this story? In this story... Are you, number one, the invited guest that rejects the party? Are you the invited guest that rejects God, that says, Oh, God, I don't really, um, I have other things that I care about more than you. I, I have 
I'm popular, people like me, I'm really smart, I don't really need anything because I'm so smart and I got it all figured out, or I don't really have any sin that I struggle with, God, and that you might be like the guest who got invited to the party and rejected the party, rejected the kingdom of God, rejected the master. Um, or if you're not number one, then maybe you're number two. I hope you're number two, and it's that um, you might be the guest that has accepted the invitation to be part of God's kingdom, the guest who has accepted invitation to the party. Um, so you're the person that sees how much you need God. Like you are able to wake up in the morning and say, man, I need God so much today. I, I desperately need God today in my life. Without God, I'm broken. Without God, um, I'm hurting inside. But with God, I find freedom. I find healing. I experience his love, his mercy, his forgiveness. And I have everything I need in God. So we can be like the second guest, the one that is begging in the streets that says, yes, I need God. I'm going to the party. I'm invited. Or here's another take on it. Maybe you are like number two and number three, which means that you are like the servant who, when God says, hey, go find people for the party, you're like, yes, I want to go find people for this party, God. And that would be that you are somebody who is out with your friends, people at school, family. You're out saying, hey, there is a God who has invited you to know him. So come join God's family. If that's you, then you're like number three. You're like the servant who says, yeah, I want to go out and invite people to life with God because it's so amazing and nothing is better than that. And I want to go out and do that. So you're like the servant that says, where God says, go and invite people. Go bring them to be part of the party. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go. And I'm just looking, I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere for people to come and invite them to be part of God's banquet, which is his kingdom. So I hope you're not number one. I hope that we're number two. And number three, that we're the servant and we're also the guest that got invited and accepted the invitation to be part of God's kingdom and that that'd be a really cool thing. All right, so that is the parable that we're going to learn today, the parable of the, um, the, parable of the great banquet. And um, you are going to go to C group time and in your C group time, you are going to kind of talk about this and C groups are kind of a little messy. We're going to try to assign people to groups. And, uh, and then we're going to be good like that, all right? Okay, so before we go to C groups, um, let me pray for us, and then we'll start to, I'll start to unmute you guys, and we'll have some conversation, okay? Um, let's, let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for uh, this parable today, and I ask God that you would just, um, that you would help us just to see how much we need you. And I pray, God, that, that as we see how much we need you, that we would respond to your invitation to be part of your kingdom, to be part of this great banquet that you have prepared, God. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you that you're a good master who invites us to be with you and to be part of life with you, God. So God, will you forgive us also when we live at times like we don't need you, like we don't want you? Um, I pray, God, you would just make us humble and make us ready to um, walk with you and respond to your invitation to be part of this banquet. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.